understand that he or she is a prophet. Did you hear me? I don't need to tell you that you are a priest also. And I don't need to tell you that you are a king. Did you hear? I don't need to tell you that. See, when we first, when we got born again, when we gave our lives to the Messiah, every single one of us knew that we were king's kid. We used to call ourselves KK, king's kid. And every single one of us, when we had a face-off with an unbeliever, we said, don't mind them, on bells. <laughs> we used to call them on bells. Do you understand that? We knew that we were different. We were so proud of who we were. There was so much joy. At that time, our pastor was a young boy. He was in the college at the University of Lagos uh, Medical School. He used to have fellowship in his father's boys' quarters. And after a while, the place grew so big. And he, I'm not sure he even wanted to be a pastor. He went to some of these churches to hand over the, the, the growing company or congregation. But they won't receive him. They were so religious and traditional that they felt that these ones wearing jeans, trousers, the girls perming their hair, making up, and all those things, these ones cannot be Christians. So they refused to accept them. The young man was confused. He went from one church to the other, they wouldn't allow them. So he was stuck. with the young people oh my god and the young people were so excited they were growing in number the guy had no choice <laughs> it's like they imprisoned him and brought people people were coming from all around the country do you know that church Christ Chapel around today all the major churches all the people in leadership find out their roots find out, inquire where did they get their foundation, find out where they came from it will point to that place go around the world anywhere you see Nigerians Hallelujah. I said you are a prophet. So you must know how to interpret dreams. Hello. Did you hear me? You must know how to interpret dreams. That's one. Two. Don't ever go to bed without a notepad. Don't ever go to bed without a notepad by your side. 
And please don't interpret dreams the way a native doctor would interpret dreams. Please. We have how we interpret our dreams. Do you get what I'm saying? Did you hear? When you hear scriptures talking about sea, what does it mean? Did she say? Where you hear C. S E A. What does it mean? Did you hear that? You are supposed to know that. When you see yourself in a bus, or you see yourself in a boat, or you see yourself in an airplane, what does it mean? What does it mean? Hurry up. Okay, now, excuse me, hold the microphone. What do you use a boat to do? Put it in your mouth. Transportation. What do you use a bus to do? Transportation. What do you use an airplane to do? Transportation. So what do you mean by transportation? What does that mean? Movement. Movement. So you're moving from where? So from one place to another. Are you hearing me? So when you see yourself in a plane, a boat, a ship, okay, or an airplane or a car that means an organization a movement of people a movement from one place to the other did you hear praise God okay so in verse 23 it says now when he got into the boat his disciples followed him. And suddenly, what did he say? And suddenly, what happened? A great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and woke him up, saying, Lord, save us, for we are perishing. What did he answer them? <laughs> he said, Why are you fearful? O ye, or O you, of little faith. 
Then he arose and he rebuked the winds and the sea. He rebuked the wind and rebuked the sea. Correct? And there was a great calm. Can you see that? At the beginning it says suddenly a great tempest. So there was a great tempest and then when he rebuked it it says there was what? Great calm. Verse 27 So the men that is his disciples marveled I hope you hear. Did you hear that? Marveled, saying, Who can this be? That even the wind and the seas obey him. Some other translations say, What manner of man is this? Did you hear that? I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. They were marveled. They were, they were like, What kind of man is this one? Did you hear that? What that tells me, and I'm sure it tells you too, that They have been seeing so many men. Hmm? But they haven't seen this kind of man. So which means that this kind of, this person that is with them is unique and different. Don't forget that they ran to him. Okay? For help. Is it not so? He was sleeping. So this man can be tired. Alright? Am I correct? It means he can feel sleepy. But the book of Psalms says that he that watches over you neither sleeps nor slumbers. But here he's sleeping. So in, while the boat was, you know, top sea tovering, the guy was chilling. So they had enough faith or trust at least to go and wake him up. Right? So he now told them, you have what? Little faith. So what he's saying is that by coming to wake me up, that is little faith. I don't know if I'm a, is that does that make sense, please? Now, what that also tells me that is that he probably expected them to go past 
that little faith possibly to do what he had to do. Okay? So he probably expected them. So well, since they didn't do it, he had to give them what they expected. Help. So he does, okay, let me do it for you. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now verse 28. When he had come to the other side, to the country of the, of the, I don't know what to call this one now. Is it Gegisenes or Genesis? How do you spell it? How do you pronounce it? Gergernes. Praise God. Gergesenes. So he actually wanted to go to the other side. I don't know if the disciples knew what he was going there to do. Alright? So by the time they crossed over to that side, it says, there met him two demon-possessed men who came out of the tombs exceedingly fierce so that no one could pass that way. Please. When you are studying, I see these spiritual things, uh, you know, they are wind. So, you know, you can read it and it will fly away. Okay? But the Lord will give you strength so when you study, you're able to catch the word. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So here, don't just read. Live inside the word. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Go on a journey. I remember when my kids were young. I used to speak to them every night. And I used to tell them, let's go on a journey. You remember that? Or you don't remember? You don't want to say anything. <laughs> They used to be so excited. They would come and meet me that, Papa, we want to go on the journey. Let's go. You understand that? So always go into the scriptures. Don't just read it. Live with them. I hope you hear what I'm saying. From this story, you will see that Yeshua intended to go to the other side. He must have had, you know, he doesn't do stuff anyhow. He must have been given an instruction by the Spirit of God to solve an issue. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Did you hear me? So he said, let's go to the other side. So they, he jumped into the boat. They followed him. But the scriptures tell us that immediately they entered the boat, a great tempest started. It was very fierce. I would think that that tempest was not ordinary. I would think that something activated the movement of the wind and the waves, right? That's what I would think. 
And the purpose of that is to deter him or stop them from crossing over to that side. Okay? So he crosses over. They came out of the boat and started going. And they had to go by a particular wayside. And it's interesting to know that you come out from the boat and the first thing you meet is a tombstone or a burial site. That's, I'm surprised. Okay? And there were two gatekeepers there. Those guys. Some other scriptures we say is one person. Hello? Don't be confused. It's the Spirit of God that wrote the two of them. Okay? Don't say the, that the Bible contradicts itself. Okay? When he was going out of Jericho, I think one, time, one person said he was going out. The other person said he was coming in. And then one person said there were two blind men. One person said it's one blind person. It's not confusion. It's just the side or the aspect that they want to bring to you. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Did you get that? It's just the aspect that they want to bring to you. Now, it's interesting for you to understand something that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John did not just write anything anyhow. Hello. The Spirit of God was the one that inspired them to do the writing. Okay? And he didn't do the writing just casually. They were actually being, they were expressing the nature of our Lord and Savior, Yeshua. Did you hear me? And they were writing about aspects of his personality. Did you hear what I'm saying? For example, he said that the Son of Man has not come to be served, but to what? To serve. So he was a serving or a suffering king. Did you hear me? Did you hear that? He's a king, all right? That he didn't come to be served. He came to serve. Did you hear? And he told them that the kings of this world lord it over their subjects. But you belong to another kingdom. You are not of this world even though you are in this world. Did you hear? So, he doesn't expect you to be a booger guy. Did you hear me? Even though you are greater than the Buga guy. Am I making sense? Please. You know this is a school. of our Lord did he show us in the book of Matthew? Give her the microphone.
I would say his authority, his his uh, compassion, his mercy. started by saying that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John did not just write haphazardly. Yes. That they expressed specific aspect of the nature of our Lord and Savior Yeshua. Okay? So I'm asking when Matthew was writing the book of Matthew, what was it that he was trying to show us in his writing? What aspect of the Lord? I've said it a thousand and one times in this. The fact that he came to serve and not to be served. Okay, let someone help. Thank you. You guys should be paying attention, please. a servant on the move. Can you explain why? <laughs> no, because you already said it. It's a servant on the move. So why do you say that? He ministers to the needs of others. Okay. More like um, like preaching the gospel and your hand spoke. Hold on, hold on. Excuse me, please. Listen, look, take up your head. As you were talking, you were doing like this. No, that, your hand was speaking. Did you hear that? Your hand was saying quickly, quickly. Because he said, servant on the move. Because when you check the writings of Mark, he will tell you, so Yeshua moved suddenly. And quickly he laid his hands. Quickly he did this one. You understand? So... That was an expression of a bull. That is a walker. That's why she said, um, what is it? Servant on the move. I like that. Servant on the move. Okay. Okay. 
what about uh, luke what aspect of yeshua was luke teaching or what aspect did he write as the son of man the son of what the son of man the humanity of our lord and savior yeshua Where's your wife? She's not here. She's there. The book of Johanan, the book of John. His divinity. Is what? Is what? The book of John is what? As, as the son of God. As the son of God. Why do you say that? Can you see that? Did you see that? Hallelujah. When you check the genealogy of Yeshua in the book of Matthew, it will tell you something. If you check the, the, the um, genealogy of Yeshua in Luke, it will tell you something. Did you hear what I'm saying? But when it came to uh, John or Johanna, he didn't tell you that he was born by Virgin Mary. He didn't tell you any of those things. He just started, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was, was with God. The same was in the beginning with God. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Are we together? Praise the Lord. The arrangement of the children of Israel in the wilderness. Okay? How was it? The camp of Israel. How did they how was it arranged? Um, into four segments. Four, yeah. The four faces of God. Four, four faces. faces. Of, of God. Okay. Now, name the faces. Um, lion, mm -hmm. bull or ox, mm -hmm. man, mm -hmm. and um, I'm missing one, which is that. Eagle, sorry. That's it. <laughs> okay. Now, where do you see these four heads? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Hmm? They're, they're reflected in the, the um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I know. Where was it vividly shown in scripture? Which book? Huh? Where? Ezekiel? Where else? Revelation. Revelation. Where in the book of Revelation? Give to him. He's just smiling anyhow. Where in the book of Revelation? Uh, Revelation chapter four. Okay, so tell us what, 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 where and what. Where and what? Yeah. Please hurry up. <laughs> huh? 
Hurry up now. Oh yeah. In front of the throne of God. Where? Throne of God. In front of the throne of God. Yeah. Okay. So what kind of what 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 is that? You know, was there flags that we were there? No, as in you mean apart from the four living no, creatures. The images were they on flags? No, 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 no. Where were the, they? Uh, the the um, cherubims, creatures. Creatures. Yes. What kind of creatures are they called? Four living creatures. Four living creatures. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So four living creatures were before the throne. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is what? Second one, the third one, the man, fourth one, the eagle, the eagle. Yeah, praise God. Thank you. Now, verse 28 When he, that is Yeshua, had come to the other side to the country of the Gegesenes, there met him two demon-possessed men coming out of the tomb, exceedingly fierce, so that no one could pass that way. Verse 29 says that then suddenly they started crying. Who was crying? Huh? Was it the demons or the the men? Now, what did they say as they were crying? see that? He said in verse 29, and they cried out saying, what have we to do with you, son of God? Have you come here to torment us before our time? Did you see that? I hope you hear. In the boat, when he stopped the wind, his disciples said, What manner of man is this? I hope you hear. That even the wind and the seas obey him. So it means that Yeshua can tell the wind what to do and the wind will obey. All right? And he could tell the sea what to do. And the sea would obey him. Now the disciples have never seen that aspect before. They've seen priests. The priests who cure those who have leprosy. Who cure different kinds of diseases. Okay. 
But this one, they haven't seen. So they're wondering, now, what kind of man is this one? I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now, Yeshua was minding his own business. Correct? He just was walking. And when he got close to that place, people, you know, because of those two men, no man would pass that way. So they were in charge of that area. Correct? And they started shouting. Yeshua didn't say anything. He was just walking. So which means that his presence... I hope you hear what I'm saying. The demons knew that this one is who? Eh? Son. So when you hear son, it means that he has a father. Right? So when you hear son of God, that is, this guy came or proceeded from God, right? Are we together, please? So it means there is genealogy. Are we together, please? I hope you hear what I'm saying. There is genealogy. Praise God. Hallelujah. I wish he came in announcing himself. But he didn't. He was just minding his business. So they said, what are we going to do? Now, what else can you see in that scripture? That verse? What can you see? Please, can you tell us, please? Please, when I ask you, quickly, answer. They were crying. Okay. And um, they asked him, that, have you come to um, torment them before their time? Was he carrying any whip? No. Any gun? Was he carrying any form of uh, cutlass or spear or anything that you were chained? No. His presence. So it means that his presence brings torment mm. to what? To demons. To now the people he came with, was his presence giving them torment? No. Okay. Now continue. What else did you see there? So they were begging him. Okay. That what? begging him to send so I mean that's, no, don't go don't go too fast what that verse what did this say in that verse they were, they were begging him to send them no okay. they were not begging him right there in verse 29 we have not entered verse 30 okay they cried that's right saying uh-huh. what have we do Jesus son of God okay for you to come and torment us at this time before our time. Before what? The time. So, which means that they have yes, a time. time. Now, that time that they have, it means that they can, they are free to do whatever they want to do. Right? It means they can go into a different kinds of partnership or covenant with anybody, they can enter into anybody's life, right? As long as that time is not yet. So there is a time frame that they have been given. I hope you hear what I'm saying. 
Now, who gave them that time? It will help us if we pay attention. I started by saying that you are a king. You are a priest. You are a prophet. I hope you hear what I'm saying. That's what I started. So this is very important for you. Um, who gave them the time? I believe um, it's the devil. And I believe that, you know, for them to be tormenting a body, that means man has done some has done something to corrupt. I mean, for me to allow sickness in my body, that means I have. Um, Were they sick? No, but they have demon in them. <laughs> and for demon to enter, that means there's a foothold. Okay. For them to enter a body. Okay. So that means the person, the the owner of the body, mm -hmm. is not taking care of his body. And it's not what taking care of his body. Okay. How I mean, how I mean is that I mean if he's not taking care of the body, um, maybe true sin, majorly true sin, right? And also majorly true. No, See, I don't want you to go too fast. You are going too fast. Okay, and then you are trying to add Jara. Praise the Lord. Take. Who gave them the time? Who gave them the time? Because they said, Have you come to torment us before our time? So, which means that they have a time frame that has been allocated to them to function and do whatever I hope you hear what I'm saying now the, uh, this guy called Yeshua came in he didn't even say anything just his presence alone is making the demons jittery and they're like have you come to torment us before our time did you hear that so I'm asking who gave those demons the time So God is working with demons now, right? <laughs> Who gave them time? Okay, so what is the allocated time? Tell me the allocated time. When the man child has been betted. <laughs> Who gave them the time? When did he give them the time? When he sinned and, and um, handed authority over to Satan. So he handed what? Authority, authority to Satan. Yes. So which means that Adam himself had a time too. Yes. Okay? Yes. Alright? Do you agree with me? So Adam gave, he had time. How many minutes was the time? Or how many hours? Seven, seven, eight. I didn't think it was okay. It was seven, I think. <laughs> I think it, it was it was supposed to get to the place where we would enter rest. Okay. That, that was where the food when was it created? So, Which day was Adam created? Six. Okay, sixth day. On the sixth day. Yes. Okay. 
So how many, what was the time allocation for Adam? Six days then. And then seven days without well, I thought I'm from the corner of eye. Whether I'm coming. These are PhD questions. <laughs> it's not PhD question, it's kindergarten. Okay. No, it's kindergarten. Because when Nicodemus came to see Yeshua, Yeshua said, I haven't, I'm telling you earthly things and you are confused. What would happen when I begin to tell you heavenly things? <laughs> Do you understand me? Yeah. Listen, if you are Christ, every single one of you is pregnant and you are carrying the seed of the Messiah inside of you. You have a compendium of the life of God inside your spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, if you have the Holy Spirit, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, it's a different thing altogether. But if you are carrying the Spirit of God inside of you, you are carrying the volume of the books, every single one of you. The only problem is that you wrapped your own in a handkerchief and buried it inside the soul, the soil of your soul. And you don't want to open it up. Every single one of you, every single one of you have the speed of seed of Christ. Every single one of you have this person of the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Every single one of you. Now, if you understand what God has done in man, what is man that you are mindful of him? You have set your glory above the heavens. When I consider the things that you have done, the, the sun, the moon, the stars, what is man that you have visited him? And the son of man that you have crowned him with glory and honor. What is man? If you know from book of Ephesians that through you, almighty God wants to bring the, the uh, abundance and excess wisdom, the manifold wisdom of the Godhead and he wants to use you to showcase to the principalities and powers in the ages to come ages to come so from you he's going to be showing the manifold wisdom of the wisdom of God is who you are you are a king you are a priest Yeshua is a king he doesn't need to talk sometimes his presence alone solves issues did you hear me if there are rats in this house, in this room, and I know there are some rats, some crazy rats are running up and down. They're usually very small. Every day we'll go and buy, tell Joshua to go and buy rat poison, rat gum, and all that stuff. Listen, all you need to do is just bring one pussycat. Don't even bring the old one, bring the small one. That is all you need. Once the pussycat does, what he just says, Meow. That's it. All the rats in this place are gone. You won't see them again. I'm telling you. 
you will never see any rat in this. Why? A pussycat just came in. A pussycat just came into town. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not even playing. When a pussycat comes into town, all the rats check out. Simple. You don't need to go and buy rat poison. You don't even need to feed the pussycat. You can take care of yourself. <laughs> Are we together, please? When every single one of you comes into a, an environment, every single one of you who is the seed of Abraham, who has Christ, every single one of you, once you come into any place, things change, atmosphere changes. If you know who you are, two-year-old boy or girl that goes to take cookie from inside the jar without telling the mother and when you ask who took the thing, the first thing you tell you say, I don't know who taught that child it's just a nature inside did you hear me? There is a time that is allocated to man. And when man did that, because the Bible tells us that on the sixth day, God created man. Okay? There was evening and there was morning. Okay? God doesn't say there's morning and evening. God doesn't say that never says that God will always tell you there was evening and there's morning I hope you hear what I'm saying before God day doesn't enter into darkness before God before God darkness always enters into day I hope you hear what I'm saying Praise the Lord. So on the sixth day, okay, God created heaven. Now, look at um, Genesis. Chapter 2. From verse 1, it says, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were finished. Verse 2 now says, And on the seventh day, Elohim ended his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and 
made. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? He created and made. So there is the creation and there is the making, which is a process. I hope you hear. Are we together, please? So he sanctified it, he blessed it, and then he rested. So the seventh day is the day when he rested. I hope you hear what I'm saying. That seventh day, has it passed? What do they call that seventh day? Give her, give her the microphone. Sabbath. Sabbath. Are you sure? Day of rest. <laughs> I like that. So she had to affirm that the day of rest is Sabbath. So which means that there's still a day of rest. Am I correct? correct please hello so there is a sabbath now in that day will anybody walk huh you say yes <laughs> I will soon call you you know you're my, my co-preacher you will soon come here now <laughs> praise the lord so when those demons were telling him ah, it's only when people like you come that we know that our time is up. When the earth has been able to mature people like this Every, everybody, the whole of creation will know that it's time up. Did you hear that? Time is up. They've never seen this kind of man before. Ah. And I dare say that those two men, part of their activity was that wave and the sea to deter him from coming. And I'm almost sure that, that those guys are walking with marine spirits or spirits in the sea. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Why do I say that? Now, if you continue, it says in that uh, Matthew chapter 8. Can we go back there, please, from verse 30? Matthew 8 and verse 30. She didn't understand what you said, or she didn't hear properly. So I was just explaining, and I was saying that you were saying that when men who look like Jesus appear on the earth, all of them will know that their time is up. I hope you guys heard. You heard it from Mama, not from me. 
<laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, she has a way when she talks, you know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. No, <laughs> leave that one first. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, verse 13 now says, Now, a good way from them was a herd of swine feeding. Okay? So the demons started begging him. Okay? Saying, if you cast us out, I want to ask you a question. Did he cast any of these demons out? He just showed up. So they already know that <laughs> as long as this guy is here, we can't stay here anymore. Right? They already know. <laughs> so they just said, okay, we know you're going to cast us out. But please, just because it is not our time yet, instead of sending us to the abyss, you see those... Uh, swines there just send us there praise the lord hallelujah so when they said that in verse 32 he said to them go he agreed with them. Eh? He agreed with them, right? Or he gave them what they begged for. Right? So when they had come out, they went into the head of swine and suddenly the whole head of swine ran violently down the steep place into the sea and perished in the water. So it seems. It's only the flesh of the swines that perished. The spirit, did they perish? So they were actually going back to where they were operating from. Did you hear that? The sea. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Praise God. Now, listen, please. Now, this is important for every single person who is a minister. Every single person who is... I'm teaching like this because this is a leadership training and it's a retreat I hope you hear what I'm saying it's lion's wife discipleship okay praise the Lord here it says that the whole of them ran and the pressure in the water verse 33 now look at verse 33 it says and those who kept them fled and went away into the city and told everything, including what happened to the demon-possessed men. 
And behold, the whole city came out to meet Yeshua. And when they saw him, they begged him to depart from their region. does it make from the earlier part of this story nobody had the audacity to pass there I hope you hear what I'm saying somebody now comes and casts out the demons the guys became healed or saved right okay the demons that were inside those two men how many were there? Huh? Legion. So that would mean how many? Who? Uh, okay, what's the number? What's the legion? Somebody, please. Huh? 6,000. Okay? So, wait, wait. Is, huh? Minimum of 6,000. Huh? What did you say, man? What did you say, honey? Minimum of 6,000. Okay. Of demons. A battalion. <laughs> Listen. Hello, 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 hello. Stand up. Are you trying to tell me that one man can inhabit 6,000 demons. Now, look at this guy's body now. No, I'm not going to talk about him and demons. Now, a greater than demons is living inside this man. Is the Holy Spirit is living inside of him. So, this body now, is it... <laughs> See, if you are going to describe me in both of us, you will say, oh, I'm tall. And he's not as tall as I am. Correct? Okay? So, it means that Okay, your real estate is a bit okay praise the lord hallelujah uh, this is an african spirit african woman okay all right now holy spirit can live here and can live here and can live here stand up man he can also live here I hope you hear what I'm saying. So he has the ability to be able to feel inside of you. Did we? And what? Any temple. Like that. So what are you saying? He said that what? Louis, he can feel any temple. Did you hear that? Did you hear what she just said? That he can feel any temple. Okay, so how many temples? This is one, so seven billion people, I guess. So, you see what she's saying? So, this is a temple, right? Temple of what? God. <laughs> Be 
They said what? It's the temple of God. So do, do you get what I'm saying? So it means that what God is looking for is to make you his temple. That's why when in Matthew chapter 24, when his disciples were trying to brag about the temple of Herod, Yeshua just turned around and said, I'm not impressed with that one. He said, in fact, that in a few years from now, one stone will not be found lying on top of the other. Every single one of them will be torn down. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm trying to ask you now. This size, huh? as this size is this, but this real estate, okay? Are you saying that it has the capacity to inhabit to uh, how did they say it? Is it habitate? <laughs> eh? Eh? Inhabit. So are you saying that they can inhabit 6,000 demons? I want to ask you, can I, no, please, I'm not teaching demonology here, okay? But by imagination, would a demon be the size of a man? It could be any size. Some could be massive, some could be small, depending on the kind of assignment that they have. You get what I'm saying? So with all that, they have the ability to enter. How do you, as a demon, inhabit do you get what I'm saying? And how do you, how does the spirit inhabit a human being? Do you hear what I'm saying? So it means that a man has the capacity to interact with the realm of the spirit. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Even though he is in the dimension of the flesh, there is an aspect of him that is connected to the realm of the spirit. Hello? It means that a man is a portal. Did you hear what I'm saying? A man is a portal. Did you hear me? So when you are looking down on yourself, when you are thinking that you are no good, you are no use, you don't have what it takes, and stuff like that, you are not meditating and, you know, looking over, studying yourself, you are not doing the anatomy of your spirit being. Did you hear what I said? You are not. Now, you should be able to. Now, when you go into that, if you are doing that in the spirit, you will not be proud and arrogant. Did you hear what I'm saying? Because you will be receiving the nature of God and God is not proud. Is not arrogant. Do you hear what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Um, okay, so this is actually, this was, um, it, it, I'm just trying to give like a thought. And um, this is like a progressive understanding, I guess. And I think, um, like, I connected all the dots. So, um, you touched on um, partnership, I think, or something like that. Or no, no, no you actually said um, that's why God uses us and stuff like that. 
so um i so i heard this you know i heard like lisa bavere she was ministering i used i listened to lisa bavere and all those things and she said like she was something like she said she said that god doesn't use his children i was like okay like what exactly do you mean um like i kind of started to like think on you know i you know just think about think about it like okay god doesn't use us okay so like you know like as you know you teach um um pastor Chinier also teaches and then like i listen to other people like i come to actually find out that that point is actually true he actually doesn't he actually um i got to see that he actually partners with us instead of use us technically because um how i really came up with this idea or how i um, came up with this understanding was you know through like a lot of things i have read in the bible you know like oh god will say something to this person or god will give instruction to this person um god, he will give instruction to this um particular prophet or something like that you know they are mouthpieces they are his mouthpiece and like i kind of got to see a partnership in it not necessarily god you know using that person instead of you know so i like the area you're coming from i also want to change from partnership to covenant and part from partnership to um, representation Uh-huh. So you want to continue? Yes. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah. So I got to see that. Okay, it's actually a partnership. Um, I, you know, and then I started to see more, you know, like more, you know, you know, in our modern days, actually, like I started to see more, like God is actually partnering with us, you know, like nowadays, because um, you see how when like now paul said um um that the union between husband or the covenant between husband and wife um it is a picture of god um god and the church so i was like oh okay so you know if that's the case husband and wife they are a team they're you know they are um together for a purpose why husband and wife you know why did God, you know, create that analogy, if that makes sense? Um, and then, you know, I also saw that in like Abraham, God and Abraham, you know, God would tell Abraham, okay, do this. Um, um, Abraham, then Abraham respond. God tells Abraham to do this again. Abraham responds. And then there's actually, work. actually, Abraham and almighty God, are co-owners because when Melchizedek came to Abraham what did he say he said blessed be Abraham of the most high God possessor of heaven and the earth I hope you hear what I'm saying actually did you hear me and then Abraham was in agreement or in a partnership because Abraham told the father he says 
can this thing be? Seeing that I go childless, are you telling me that all the things you are telling me, how would it be able to be executed? I hope you hear what I'm saying. Because the only thing I have going for me is this Eliezer of Damascus, who is my servant. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Please pay, pay attention. I hope you hear me. Because Abraham did not have any seed of his own. Did you hear what I'm saying? And what God was telling Abraham is something that would go past his days on earth. I hope you hear what I'm saying. And Genesis chapter 18, God said, I know Abraham. He will command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord so that that which I want to do, I can be able to do it. Did you hear what I'm saying? So Abraham is saying, I don't have any children. How can this thing be? Is it Eliezer of Damascus? Is it the one, is this thing going to come through him? The Lord said, no, it's from your own body that this thing is going to come. So the father preached to him and told him that your seed will possess this home. Up till now, if you, if you listen to Sadhu all the time, you will see that before the election, when uh, Trump was elected the first time, he was invited into heaven, into the heavens. He was summoned to a meeting. Sadhu, he has come to this place before, in case you don't know. And when he got there, he saw Abraham with a fire, a folder. And then he saw the image of Trump standing. And he asked the Lord, what's that guy doing? He said, well, that's what we came to discuss. <laughs> Do you hear me? There are things that happen on earth here that Father Abraham must be part of the decision. Should I? How can I? Have to, I can't do this without telling Abraham what I'm about to do. That's what he. He's what? He's the inheritor of the earth. I dare say it's not just the earth only the heavens and the earth because in the fall Yeshua came to do an assignment when he finished he told his disciples that all power both in the heavens and the earth has been handed over to me I hope you hear what I'm saying and who did he hand over the powers to and what did he say go into all the world and make disciples for me. So which means that you and I have the capacity. Are you getting me? Have the authority, the order. Do you hear me? 
the, you are in the right jurisdiction to, to go and <laughs> what? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You are, in the, you, are, you are in the right place. You want to say something? <laughs> Give her the microphone. So, um, I like the word jurisdiction because uh, my husband uses it for me a lot. So. <laughs> Your husband is a lawyer. saying was, you know, um, okay, like before Prince Charles could assume the throne, Mama had to die. That's right. So, his, if he wanted to while he was still alive, they probably have had to, you know, capture another land and, um, you know, make him prince or whatever, king over that. But God is saying that for me to have jurisdiction on the earth, I can't, he can't come like into the earth like right now. His representatives on earth, so we have the jurisdiction, as it were. And when we become that man that you were talking about, the operations of the earth cease. When we assume that sonship position, and we, we come and we expire this age, if I were to use the terms that we use here, we expire this age. We we, we bring all things back to the condition to the Father. That's what I was trying to say. I, I like that. Did you hear what she's saying? So, so you see that you are not just what you think you are. I hope you hear what I'm saying. You have not, we have not been teaching you who you are. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Is it Galatians that said that an heir, as long as he's still a child, he's under what? Tutors and governors. Even though he is the heir of all things, even though. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now, that means that he is not expected to remain a child. He is expected to grow into sonship. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Because he has an authority, he has an assignment. Did you hear what I'm saying? I happen to come from um, the part of Nigeria when the king, the traditional king, was two years old when he was coronated or crowned a king. Did you hear? And at that time, he was the youngest monarch in the whole world. He was in Guinness Book of Records as a child. He was two years old. Okay? And they took him to Benin, okay? And from Benin, that's the Obas Palace, they moved him to the UK. Of course, I believe in the UK, he went to Buckingham Palace and they were present, he was presented there also and all that. And they recognized him as a king of his people. Did you hear what I'm saying? And he got to an age, age 18. He was right, okay? 
and happened to know a, a special a gentleman who went to the UK to go and meet him and tell him it is time and he said give me some time so he was given some time I think he came back at age 21 or so to sit on the throne but before that time he was a child so he had to go under tutelage to understand governance and rulership I hope you hear right now he's come back and he's on the throne he's the king I hope you hear what I'm saying praise the Lord so a lot of us are still in the process I hope you hear me in the process learning like we're learning today we learned yesterday I hope you hear what I'm saying when you are praying okay you are praying to the almighty God okay now you are engaging deity I hope you hear what I'm saying and in engaging deity you are making demands I hope you hear me because you are a rep or you are an ambassador from another nation you are here representing another king did you hear what I'm saying every single one of you so when you are praying you are praying because you are a priest and you have the the, the audacity the authority to come before the king, the great king I will enter into his gates with thanksgiving in my heart and I will enter into his courts with praise so you ought to know how to approach the king the great king did you hear me? the prayers of an unrighteous man he doesn't hear he doesn't have the syllables doesn't have the sound that can penetrate the ears of almighty God I hope you hear me are we together please Yeshua said don't pray like the unbelievers who think that by their continuous repetition they might be heard that's what an unbeliever does but you have the authority you can come before the throne of grace come boldly before the throne of grace by the new and living way to obtain mercy at the time of need so you are a king you are a priest you can come I hope you hear what I'm saying you are supposed to know your area of jurisdiction some of you are in Alagbado some of you are in Ikoyi some of you are in Leki some of you are in uh, some people are in Badagri other people are in Ugudu some people are in Ikeja I hope you hear what I'm saying you are not there by happenstance you are there I hope you hear what I'm saying as an ambassador representing the king so in this place you are being taught To know how to exercise your rights. An aspect of your right is that when you come into a place or you are passing 
and somebody is suffering from epilepsy and not supposed to be saying hey yeah they are supposed to do what why a king is around now listen do you know that Yeshua and this is why I like him that's why he's different from an angel when an angel comes into this place now some of us will just fall on the ground why because of the anointing he's carrying the presence but Yeshua can come inside here now come and sit with you one time my wife was speeding and Yeshua came and sat behind her <laughs> and whispered into her ears now, don't you think you're going too fast and she said oh Lord you know I'm worshipping you I didn't know it was the Lord. He said, Lord, you know, I'm worshiping you. I just love you. I'm just worshiping you. <laughs> but the person you're worshiping is telling you that, don't you think you are, you're breaking the law? Is that what he said? Uh-huh. You're breaking the law. He said, well, Lord, you know, Lord, I'm just enjoying myself. <laughs> Before... so I, said, I said, you know, I have a flight to cash. I said, you know, I have a flight to cash. I need to speed a bit. Then he said, if I were you, I won't break the law. They caught me. <laughs> so, so after we had that conversation, I laughed and he left. So when I resumed my worship, the anointing had ceased. And then I started, I just continued speeding. The next thing I heard was... Praise the Lord. I mean, do you understand what I'm saying? Are we together, please? Hallelujah. <laughs> Do you know he was going to Jairus' daughter's house? No, Jairus' house. Okay? To heal his daughter. While he was going, people were just, you know, thronging over him. He barely could move freely. But there was one old woman. All those people that were pushing him and all that, none of them were able to receive anything from him. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say is that he has the capacity to by way of humility, with all the power that he has, he doesn't let it fly around anyhow. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. That's different from Peter. When Peter is walking, his shadow will just be healing people. Okay? Someone like Paul, Shao, people will come and take handkerchief and come and rub on his body and carry it and go and lay, hand, lay it on the, somebody who is sick. That person will get healed. What is it that they... What, did he have oil on his body? What did he say? Huh? Virtue. virtue. I like the word virtue. You understand that? Every single one of us must learn how to capture this this presence. Every single one of us. I hope you hear me. 
not for bragging. This is where we as people of God, we talk too much. Because these powers are too strange for us. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard. Neither has it been put in the heart of a man what God has planned for those who love him. But by the Spirit, this can come to you. So it's not just you having power, but learning how to maintain and manage the power. Very important. Did you hear what I'm saying? Maybe some of us are not able to capture this and execute it because we are yet to learn how to manage. Did you hear what I'm saying? For example, Yeshua didn't just multiply food anywhere he goes to. Ah, poor people, okay, food appear and then just move to the next place. No. The Lord has to tell him. Did you hear? I was talking to Pastor Samson today and he was telling me that maybe the Lord, before you do anything for anyone, you should inquire from the Lord whether you should. Did you hear what I'm saying? Yeshua said, the poor will always be with you. Are we learning something today? The poor will always be with you. Sometimes it's not just anyone you should heal. Sometimes. The Father wants you to be in communication with Him. Did you hear me? Eka was talking about partnership. What that means is that you, by yourself you cannot do anything. Is that not what He said? He said, without me you cannot do anything. So what he expects from you is that you must constantly, your ear must be tuned to the frequency of divinity or the Holy Spirit. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So he should be able to tell you how. Sometimes when he's going to heal, he will spit on someone's face or on the floor and then mix mud and use it on the eyes. Some other people he will tell them, rise up and walk. Some other people, he would tell them, just go, your servant is healed. Did you hear what I'm saying? So, all these different diversities of uh, mannerism of healings is as the Spirit wills. So, you must always be in tune with the Spirit of God. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Always. Because you don't know what and why and how you ought to do it. You have to always be hearing him. Did you hear what I'm saying? Did you hear what I'm saying? Did you hear what I said? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You should always be in sync with the spirit of God. He should always tell you what to do. I hope you hear what I'm saying. One time, his closest friend, one of his closest friends called Lazarus, was dead. They told him he stayed where he was until the fourth day he went to the place. He loved Lazarus so much. That's what scripture says. So, normal temperature and pressure, he would have rushed immediately to go and raise him. Or from where he was, he would have said, Lazarus, rise up. Lazarus will hear him. Am I correct?
grace was what? The spirit and how the spirit wanted. Hallelujah. Lessons here. You are in partnership with the Lord. You are an heir. The Bible says you are a joint heir with the Messiah. Is that not so? Aha. Uh-huh. So you are a partner, an ambassador. And you should have a clear understanding of your responsibility. Did you hear what I'm saying? God doesn't need to come down. The father doesn't need to come down. Why would he come down when he has a son that he trusts? This is my only begotten son whom I am what? Well pleased. So why would he leave the throne and come here? He has people. He has sons. He has daughters. Are we together please? And every single one of us must be kingdom minded. When I came in here, we were praying um, for those who are supposed to be in authority. Or those who want to be in authority. The truth of the matter is you don't go to sit in the place of authority, especially for especially for a nation like Nigeria. Because the nation you are planning to lead and rule over, you have to know what is written concerning that nation. You must understand the redemptive plan of the Father concerning that nation. I hope you hear what I'm saying. It's not just to go and sit down there. Did you hear what I'm saying? You have to know what the Lord is saying. Did you hear me? Are we together, please? There is a plan that God has concerning this nation. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Did you hear me? Which every single one of us must know. Sometimes you probably don't need to sit there to be in charge. I hope you hear what I'm saying. You know, Daniel was not in Israel when he saw the blueprint of the times and the ages that governed this earth. He was a slave in Babylon. And while there, even Ezekiel, when Ezekiel saw the cherubim, he was among the slaves and the captives. Are you getting what I'm saying? That were by the river Chiba. And suddenly the heavens opened. And he saw visions of God. So I'm saying this. As a priest. You must understand the authority and the power. And when it comes to putting things in order. Like she was talking about jurisdiction. And putting things in order. Am I correct? Putting things in order. (laughs) Knowing that you are a seed of Abraham and a child of God. You should know this is out of order. It's your assignment to put it in order. I hope you hear me. 
sickness and disease is out of order. So when you speak healing, it's putting things in order. Did you hear me? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, sir. Hallelujah. I think the high point of um, the message was we're actually going to explode. <laughs> was when um, you gave the analysis of a man containing a legion of demons, 6,000 demons. And um, what that man can do, what a legion of angels can do to a man um, who is such possessed. And then you now brought out the, the portion that talks about us being inhabited by the Holy Spirit. And how much, how much glory, how much strength does the Holy Spirit have? And how come he's living inside of us and we're so docile? We're so spiritually unproductive. What is the difference between a man possessed by a legion of devils that he's able to be a gatekeeper of a region because he was at the gates of that region and he, he was the one that controlled what entered that city or what couldn't enter. That was why he stopped Jesus. Jesus, Jesus was actually sent back by the owners of the city because the, all of the owners of the city had been living under the influence of that, of that spirit, of that legion. So they didn't want Jesus. So Jesus, but Jesus of necessity, part of his assignment was to enter that city. So the, his first coming was to first of all check out those demons. So when he came, he delivered the madman, sent the spirits back into the water. I'm hearing for the first time, never clicked that they were walking with powers, Leviathan. It was actually the, water, the, the powers of the waters. Okay, we Sent them back there and then they asked Jesus to go. In a few days, they were free from the influence of that spirit. And Jesus returned again at a later date and healed many. And dealt, did so many things inside that same city. Praise God. Now, there's something else you said that was very strategic. Is that we're not teaching you who you are. The church has not taught us who we are. The church has shown us what we can do. Right? There's a difference between seeing what you can do and you knowing who you are. So the process of teaching us who we are should be the reason why we come to church. Should be the reason why we come for fellowship. Praise God. Those of you in Lamb's Wife, today when we analyze those who have been listening to the messages that we posted in the past one week, only few people, how will you know who you are when faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God? Francis, I'm going to rebuke you openly. How come you have been in this company and you don't know who handed the times of the seasons of Satan to them. You have attended the conferences. You've attended... Um, how many conferences have we had in the past one year now? Right? We had the Yahweh to Face conference. We had the powers of the... Of the, um, of, um, the ages to come. Right? Now, in many of those meetings, 
one preacher or the other and in so many teachings that have been held in this place must have communicated the fact that Adam sold his time to the devil and that the devil, the times that the devils have on this earth is the time that was given to the allocation of Adam's time and as long as they could keep the man child or the sons from manifesting they would occupy this place legally so we must take what we're hearing seriously right those of us at the retreat what we have been learning since yesterday has been the fact that the new creation man which we have become not going to become which we have become is the exact replica of the Holy Spirit praise the Lord so much so that when the translators of scriptures wrote scriptures where they were supposed to have put new creation man they put Holy Spirit because it's incomprehensible in the mind of a man that a man will be a splitting image of the being called God almighty God but that is really who you are inside so our labor is not really this fallen and die and no that's not really where our labor is our labor is to enter into the rest of God the day we enter into Christ we come into we enter that rest that's why the Bible says that a man that has entered into rest has what ceased from his labors and then he now says labor therefore to enter into rest you see those meditations those things we taught today and we're going to continue learning we i'm not saying you i'm saying we or let me just leave you alone me i'm going to take it seriously because that's where my dominion lies why would somebody just appear from what he thought the presence of jesus scattered the demons and the demons began to scream john knocks ahead when he enters into a train all the sinners there start crying what was he carrying John G. Lake, is it John G. Lake? Early in the morning, people will in his city will queue up. Whenever they, he was in town, people will queue up early in the morning, begging to repent. What was he carrying? What was he carrying? Kenny Hagen went into a city one time. A guy who was crazy, they called him to go and minister to the guy. When he got there, the guy said, I saw you when you came into town yesterday. Is it the man that saw him? It was the demon inside of him. He recognized that a son has entered this city. It's time for me to leave this man now. The person that can deal with me has appeared. And what about us? When we're busy fighting? No. Because we have not entered into who we are yet. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 3. We have not been gazing. We have not been gazing. Because who we are supposed to be looking at when we gaze is ourselves. It's the new creation man. I have always interpreted that scripture to mean the word of God. It's not the word of God. The word of God will tell you who you are and then you go and gaze at yourself. Right? When it tells you who you are, you go and look at yourself. You spend time look at, look at yourself. You spend time looking at yourself. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Kai Shakabala Sante. I want us to pray. Particularly those that have followed, those that have journeyed with us since morning. 
There are specific things you have heard. I want you to face that being. Okay? When Pastor Simon was preaching, when he was talking about these, um, the occupation of the Spirit of God in us, Francis broke out into a vision and he saw that there was an angel of impartation that was here. I was a bit pained that we were knocked off of, of course by our questions. I want to beg us to when, when someone is ministering and enters into a river calm down with your questions and your input so that he will fully deliver everything he had to, because some of the questions took us a bit in another direction. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want also to engage. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Who am I? You know, who, are, who am I? Recently, each time my husband preaches, he will ask, who are you? Whose son are you? Who am I? Who am I? What is the image? What do I look like in the spirit? Can you identify yourself in the spirit? And what are the standards? What are the parameters you will use to identify yourself? Are you weak? Are you the fearful? The Bible says that the righteous have an image. The righteous are bold as what? As a lion. Who are you? For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of what? Love. The spirit of what? Power. The spirit of what? Sound mind. Father, let grace come, spirit of God. Let grace come. We want access, we want entrance. Entrance in our souls, entrance in our mind into who we have been made. We have been made Christ. Christ. Superior creature. creation if any man be in Christ he is a new creation
we must intentionally we must intentionally delete the image of the weak and the defeated from our mind and wear the image of Christ Christ intentionally wear the image of Christ because we have become Christ dominion the expression of the full dominion of Christ on the earth and it's only Christ that will dominate that's why they said what manner of man is this that the wind and the sea obey him because the wind and the sea obey Christ Thank you, Jesus. No wonder Paul said, nothing else matters but the new creation. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We must learn to deal with ourselves from within and not from without. Okay, we must learn to deal with ourselves from within, not from without. It is the wicked, the unsaved that is without. What you are looking for is within. Who you are is within. The God you are talking to is within.
we pray in the Holy Spirit. of God that's walking around unlocking identity unlocking equipping on the inside if you tune in you will experience the unlocking it is very strong you feel your heart beating I also hear favor. The favor of God is on some of you. I know that's resting on Dipo. There's a few of you. Favor has been unlocked. You walk into a place. You walk into vicinities. An unusual brilliance will flow out from you. It will flow out from you. It will flow out from you. We say it is opened in the name of Jesus. Open now in the name of Jesus. Open now in the name of Jesus. The favor of Abraham's seed. Was here? Was it you? 
Someone else had told me. She told me that Kenny Hagen was here. Hallelujah. There is mind exchange. There is mind exchange. Someone's mindset, total mindset, has been taken out. And there's a new mind that has been imparted to you right now. If you were not in the Lamb's Wife sessions, then it is grace and mercy that has found you. My mind will tell me that it's someone that has been a man's Lamb's Wife that has been listening to what has been going on. But you see, God does what he wants to do, how, when he wants to do it. But I know that there's someone here, there's a mind exchange. The mind you came to the cave with today is definitely not the mind you are living with. And it's not as a function of study. It's an impartation. Something has happened. You ate spirit today. The words that came out of this place today is pure spirit. And it has taken out the, that mind has been your limitation. That mind has been your limitation. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. You are not subject. No one here is a victim. You are not subject to darkness. That mindset is gone. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know if you know how to sing the song. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. Old things are passed away. I'm born again. More than a conqueror. That's who I am. I'm a brand new man. Please, if you're not in Lamb's Wife, I want to beg you get the teaching for this morning's session. And <clears throat> please take time to listen to the series of messages on genealogy. And then listen to the message on Tuesday, open book on Tuesday. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. Oh, things. Timidity is being judged. Timidity is being judged. Timidity has received judgment. I cannot do it, spirit. Never again. Never again will you hear that voice in your head, in your mind. Never again in the name of Jesus. Never again. That's right. That's been taken out. This I know. I know. And that mind had been a torment. That mind had been a torment. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So much is happening right here, right now. That mind had been a torment. Now, now God is taking out that system completely. He's taking it out completely. 
by the power of the word that has been released into this place today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Class, you have a word? No. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I just want you to breathe in the spirit of the living God. Just breathe in, you know, the breath of God. The Bible says that God breathed over Adam. He became a living soul. But the breath coming on you is to make you a quickening spirit. A life-giving spirit. I just want you to be intentional about breathing in the breath of God. Be intentional about taking in the breath of God. And as you receive that breath, you, you exhale and enter rest. There's a measure of rest that will begin to, you know, sit on your mind and on your heart and on your soul. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Something is happening to you. Something is happening to you. Something, you will never be the same. You will never be the same. Right here, yeah, yeah, touch her, touch her. Jessica, yes, yes. She will never be the same. She will never be the same. Thank you, Jesus. You will never be the same. There is an exchange, there's a purging of your mind. And you are going to walk into things you never believed you would ever be able to touch in your life. It was never in your dream. It was never in your imagination. You are going to enter into things in every dimension of your life. Your life is going to so change that when you look at yourself, you will be amazed. Hallelujah. Because something has happened to you today. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Masoko Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now the, the journey will be easier, right? The journey will be easier. Access will be faster. Hallelujah. The journey will be easier. Thank you, Jesus. Much grace. Much grace. Much grace is released upon us today. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's break bread. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Please don't, don't, don't quench the spirit. We can keep this going. There's revival in the air. Hallelujah. Don't be eager to quench the spirit.
instructed to judge poverty. I'm instructed to judge poverty. Witness. Is that, is that a witness? Mike, give him the mic before I, I speak. I'm instructed to, to, to judge poverty. So when they went, when they left, I saw fire burn that place. That place they were, they left. Yes. Like fire for like a reconstruction. That's so right. Burn that place. That's and right. When, when the fire left, so I now saw physically like a construction going on. That's you right. When you want to cast, um, when you are doing floor construction or you cast something, uh. like you cast cement for casting and all. So I see that building going up. Thank and you, after Jesus. That, like I've been seeing. I've seen a very large building since you started with the floor covered with snow. Very, very large building. Very snow, snow, snow. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yes, you, you saw something? Okay. Speak, speak. Quickly, we need to break. None of you here will be poor. In fact, you see, when I said none of you here will be poor, I, I'm not joking, right? What I'm actually saying is that everyone here will taste greatness. That's what I mean. Greatness. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm seeing that there are very strong, violent operations of God here. Yes. So while Pastor Francis was talking ministry and he said something about favor, immediately I was bust into a vision and I saw this pillar, very big, massive pillar, being shaken. And one very interesting thing there was that this pillar was also a gate. Mm. And it was being judged. It was being rooted out. That's right. By the power of God. Hallelujah. And thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank Jesus. you, Jesus. And thank you, Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Continue. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Continue. If you've not finished releasing it, release it. Yes. Release it. Because the authority is in the prophecy. Oh, there's there's you, something Lord. that prophecy carries. Right, hordes of demons, yes, and the operations, yes, even in our minds, our yes. hearts, yes, the ones that we've born as witnesses, yes, even in our bodies, yes, they are rooted out, amen. Violent, thank you, Jesus. I, I'm seeing, thank you, I'm Jesus, thank you, Jesus, out. thank be, you, Jesus, be out. It is violent. thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For the roar of the lion is upon us. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Oh, for, for, for Sibius. Thank you, Lord. We birth greatness today. Today, today. We birth greatness in its full meaning of greatness. I judge limitations, I judge ceilings. Genealogy, ceilings from genealogy is judged today. Ceilings in your bloodline. It's brought under judgment today, right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. And I today, greatness is birthed here. And upon each and every one of you here, in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, one of the things you're going to be experiencing is grace to touch the real you. Mm. It will come with ease now. 
right? It will come with ease. And you will experience that when you come out of the place of prayer, you will feel like a giant. Those are going to be some of your experiences. You will feel like a giant. You will no longer stand before God like a beggar. You will no longer stand before God. Now, I'm not talking about pride now, right? Humility is your garment. But you will no longer stand before God like a beggar. You will stand before God like a prince. Like his child. Like one that has rights in his courts. You see, the angel that spoke to Zechariah, he said, if you will cleanse your ways and obey my voice, he said, I will give you a place to stand here. He said, there are men that stand here. I will give you a place in their midst to stand. You will stand there. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We judge poverty. We judge poverty. We judge poverty. That mindset, that timidity is rooted out. That spirit is rooted out. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. In the name of Jesus, we declare that greatness is upon you. It's sitting inside of you. And it's manifesting. It's pushing out through you. In the name of Jesus. There's someone here. There are things that you remember in your past. That brings you tears all the time. From today, when you remember them, you won't cry again. The power it has over you is broken today in the name of Jesus. You know the scripture says that when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion he says we were like them that what dreamed. When you try to remember the days and the years of your captivity and the pains of your captivity you can't remember it. Ask a woman who is in labor after she's given birth. She cannot remember the pain of that labor. It's completely wiped out. The joy of the child replaces totally the memory of the pain of that labor. That's what is going to happen to your life. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless your name. Have we, broken, have, we, have we taken the communion? Yes, and it is sealed by the power of this everlasting covenant. In the name of Jesus, it is sealed by the blood of Jesus. It is sealed by the blood of Jesus and by the authority of the blood and the ownership of the earth. We enter into the covenant where they are, the one who eat up the presidency of this nation. We enter into that place where those men, there are, there's a network of wickedness that sits to decide on what to do with this nation. We enter into their midst. We judge them. We say, Father, we stand in their midst. And we say, scatter, 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 scatter. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. You saw something? Um, I confirm what he's saying. So I saw um, shake up the ground of my tradition. Yes! Like, that is the exact word I saw. Like shake up the ground of my tradition. So I believe it's a way of life. I believe it's a mindset. Which you have been talking about. Like mindset, lifestyle, That's right. civilization. That's right. Hallelujah. So, Mama asked, I saw that in being shaped.